2: The Unholy Trinity podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 153 of the Unholy Trinity podcast, brought to you in association with Sports Social, the UK's only dedicated sports podcast network, and also Fanatics. I'd like to say, joining myself and Lee this evening is uh, author and an Evertonian friend of the show, Jim Kyogen. Jim, how are you after yesterday's humbling performance, should we say, at Goodison Park?
1: I, I guess the usual kind of Evertonian mood, where you're just thinking, ugh. <laughs> it's just, a, you know, such a difficult club to support. <laughs> I, I was going to say at often. times, but actually probably all the time, really. There's very rarely a break in that feeling of, ugh. I know. That that, that feel good factor doesn't doesn't last particularly long and,
2: and hasn't done for, for, for quite a while. As I, you know, and, and yesterday was just another example of that really where uh Everton didn't really turn up was probably the best way to, to look at it. Uh but we we'll, we'll obviously we'll dive we'll dive into that. Um anyone anyway, who doesn't know, like I said, Jim's Jim's an author, done done many books over the years, um Everton books and then also generic football books. What's your latest one that's out, Jim? Have you got
1: anything out for uh, for Christmas, or you've got a few of your old titles floating around still? There's always the Everton ones floating around. I'm currently working on something on uh, women's football, but that won't be out for a, a while. I'm not going to kind of it. There's a club in Sussex called Lewis FC who pay the men and women's team the same. The only club in the world to do that. So I'm doing something on, on that. And uh, but yeah, the Everton ones still floating around as well.
2: What we'll do is we'll put it in in the description link on YouTube. We'll put a link into your page on Amazon with all your books yeah. on, so anyone wants to check them out, get a, get a couple of gifts in before Christmas. That'll be uh, that'll be nice as well. So we'll put that on there for you. But yeah. let's let's have a have a chat if we can, unfortunately, about the uh, about Everton and, and yesterday's performance against Leicester because I was sitting there yesterday and it felt a bit strange. That the last the last couple of games, the West Ham, uh, the Crystal Palace game, sorry, and, and the Fulham game. I had, a, I had a decent gut feeling about both. I thought we'd beat Palace and I thought we'd get something from, from Fulham as well. And I went to Codison yesterday and, and I don't know what it was, it felt a little bit flat the, the first half for, for quite a while where I thought something just just didn't seem didn't seem right. It wasn't right in the air. Um, and the way it played out, obviously, I was I was right to right to think that. But for for me, Jim, if, if you look back at the game, obviously watching it live, obviously it was on the telly as well. It wasn't just the case, really, that Everton didn't create anything, which which I think some people will have, you, have you believe. Let's go back to this to the you know early part of the game when that that massive chance for Alex Awoobi. If that chance goes in which really he should have scored. The game then is is a little bit different, isn't it?
1: It is. I mean, it was it was a really good chance. He, he, he should have at least hit the target, really, from kind of that that distance. Um, but I think even if he'd scored, I mean, it, 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 might, it might have changed that part of the game but I think all the way through Leicester just looked better than us they looked sharper they looked fitter they looked more organised and I don't think like player for player they're that much of a better team than Everton but I think yesterday was a good example of maybe like coaching that they just turned up seemed to have a better game plan the players seeing more up for it there are plenty of Everton players yesterday who appear to be going through the motions especially in the midfield Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah you're right who knows what would happen if they'd scored but I don't know. I think you're right. The the team didn't seem it didn't seem right yesterday. The, the setup didn't seem right. And kind of all the fears that you have about this Everton team, that maybe there's kind of, you know, they can revert to type and they can be easy to beat and you know, really open at times and can see loads of chances. That was all there, yesterday. I think uh, that the kind of the slight upturn of positivity we had after the palace game seems to have been quite quite temporary. And we're kind of we're back to kind of where we were a few, uh, what, what maybe a month ago a few or six weeks ago where you're you're fearful again but we could go into this break maybe in the in the bottom five if the results mm-hmm. don't go away and that's i mean that's really poor could we had winnable games before the um, before the break and we probably should be in a better position than we are so it's yeah it was it was it was a weird weird performance yesterday, really disappointing and it's um, it doesn't doesn't really fill you with a lot of confidence going into the next game and, and kind of for the rest of the season.
2: I think I think you know what one of the, the things that that I noticed especially. I mean, you say that Leicester carry on on paper much better than us. I think having that same manager for a number of year, years really helps. They they got a lot of stick early on obviously started the season poorly, and there was a lot there was calls for for Brendan Dodgers to actually leave the club. Now they had they had a summer where they they lost. Obviously key players, Casper Schmeichel being being the main one. Um only really brought him as a faster sense of half, but they lost for Farner as well, don't forget. But the quality that they've had over the last say two or three years is still there. they you know the the midfield for me yesterday, absolutely ran the show, whether it be Tillemans, Sumari, who I thought was it was a really, really, really strong in the, in the middle of midfield there. Madison was floating around everywhere, and, and Everton found it really difficult to, to defend against him. Harvey Barnes was was causing Seamus Coleman all manner of issues at the all game until he was until he was taken off, and then he bring on someone like Wilfred Ndidi, Jamie Vardy, people like that who've been around the club for years. So they they're a very very settled club for me. They they trust they trust us on what they're doing, if you like, and and everything we know is still very much in this development phase where, like you say, we can revert back to back to type, and that there are still you know a few issues there um, as much as. I think the mentality is shifting and there is a bit more positivity about the place. You know, around the club, and that has been for many, many years, we discuss mentality, and sometimes Everton do slip back in, into that. And when we went 1-0 down, you, you sort of fear the worst, and we're going to discuss lack of goals in a little bit, but you think, well, what do we do to get, up, to get back into this game? But I was surpri- I, one thing surprised me, Lee, was the fact that what I noticed very, very early on, now bear in mind how strong Leicester are in the middle of midfield, Everton played our usual midfield three and Adusa Garnagay, Gay, uh, Amadou Onana and Alex Awobi. But Onana and Awobi were both advanced. Now, when we played against Palace and we we, we played, we played well, he left, Front Lampard left Onana with Adisa Garnagay as, as two stoppers, protectors, and he's been playing a bit deeper. So that for me was a bit surprising that we've sort of maybe decided to play on the front foot a little bit more. By putting Onana further forward, but then also left ourselves a little bit exposed by just having Garner game in front of the back four.
0: I think that's a really, really good point, that Mike. Um, I was going to mention that. Yeah, I think uh, what worked really well against Palace is that we, you know, we, we did have like a, you know, two sixes, if you like, and that's that was probably Onana's best game for us as well, wasn't it? Uh, since he's arrived at the club, in terms of a complete performance, he was spraying the ball around, he was winning the ball back. Um and it was a surprise to me that he sort of he shoved him further forward and, and almost left Gay on his own in that sort of sitting position. Um and you know, at times Gay was overran, wasn't he? You could see it, they were playing through us quite easy at times. Um, they certainly won the midfield battle, there's no doubt about that. And they've got a really good mix in there of players in you know, in terms of either Ndidi or Sumari. You know, Sumari struggled a little bit last season, but he's clearly, you know, he, he seems to be playing well certainly recently. And, um, you know, he, he's your out-and-out defensive midfielder. Tielemans is, is is sort of technician, passer of the ball. And then, you know, as we know with, with Madison, he, he's probably been certainly in the top five most informed players in the league the last few weeks. He's been outstanding. Um, and they, they showed us start after the game. Then he's been involved in 30 goals, um, you know, assists and goals themselves since, uh, I think, August last year, which is outrageous, you know, return, really. He's He's, he's been absolutely superb. And I thought... He was by far the best player on the pitch by a mile yesterday, wasn't he? Uh, Madison. He was picking up spaces everywhere in between the lines. He's so good on the half turn. Um, you know, he was causing us all sorts of problems, he really was, and we struggled to get to grips with him. But going back to your original point, I was surprised with that. And I, I think I can see why Frank's maybe trying to do it, because he's probably trying to, you know, it is being thrown at him and rightly so, that we are, you know, we don't look as much of a goal threat as we should do. You know, when you look at the way the goals are spread across the team this year, it's pretty woeful, isn't it? Um, I think Gordon's our top scorer with three, isn't he? Which is just crazy, really, uh, after like fourteen games. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a really strange one. I I, I would have kept certainly that same shape and dropped dropped Anana in and been solid and resolute. But you know, as you know, I couldn't go to the game yesterday. I was I was on a on a stag do, unfortunately. But um, but I did rewatch the whole game. Today and I saw bits of it yesterday in between, sort of uh, what we were doing. But um, when I re-watched the whole game, um, it was it was Leicester were clearly the better side. I agree with you both, but I just thought if we if we'd have got that first goal, I'm not saying it would have completely changed the game, but I think we'd have maybe got something out of it. You know, certainly would have lifted the place. You know, and that chance for, that chance for Owobi is a huge chance that he's got to score, has not he? He's got to score that. I mean, it's great play by gay ironically he was actually pushing out the pitch uh, very similar to, to, to the goal of the week wasn't it the way he won the ball back and and that that's that's a great little great little ball from calvert in that um you know in between the two defenders and he's got to score he's just got to score that goal he really has and then after that i just think it seeps into the i said to you Mike, before didn't i it seeps into the um into when you're a team that's struggling for goals if you don't score first and you also concede first. It's a mentality thinking. Then thinking, oh my god, how the hell we're we going to score two now? Yeah, I mean, how are we going to score? We, you know, we're struggling to score one. Yeah, I mean, how the hell are we going to score two? And and that and whether you like that or not, that's a subconscious thing as a team. You know, we've scored what is it, thirteen goals? Is it is it thirteen goals in fourteen games?
1: 14 Less goals, than a yeah. goal a
0: game. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, that does seep into your psyche no matter what you, you know. What, you're a footballer. That's gonna that's gonna happen. Um, And look, we've praised Lampard in making us more solid, uh, which I think on the whole he has done. Um, But, you know, we really, really need to address the situation in January. We massively need to address and have more more of an attacking threat because it is going to cost us in these sort of games. And I think deep down, Frank would have known it would have been a tricky game today. But the way we played at home to Palace and kind of battled for a draw with Fulham, he would have probably had in his head. I'll, you know, a banker—not a banker, but like this—a win here would really get us, certainly mid-table going into the international break. And like Jim just said, there now, you know, you could be going into international break now, potentially, you know, hovering above the relegation zone, and then all of a sudden, you know, that starts seeping into the fans again, doesn't it? And then you start getting the anxiety around the club, and then we know what happens next.
2: Well, it's funny because sitting there yesterday, like I say, it didn't feel particularly right to me. I don't know what it was um but then even before that that leicester first goal which by the way was, was a fantastic strike by by a great technician but oh, outrageous yeah but i thought we were at false because i thought the defend the defending from the cross was just pathetic I, I thought you know getting into the ball it wasn't difficult and it was just swinging legs and it was it was poor but great strike can't take that away from silliman's fantastic fantastic strike and he's got it in his locker we've seen it time and again but i thought you know we were doing the you know our, our short goal kicks where we, we like to play it short at the centre halves, go wide to Michaelenko or Coleman, you know, play play it across and Leicester were were, were very, very high with their press, they were literally sitting. Um it was Dakar on the edge of the box, um Madison was floating around, Harvey Barnes was floating around. The three of them were not allowing us to do it, and we insisted on doing it. Now, when you got Calvert Lewin playing, for me, you know, more and, and, and to be fair, fast, fast defended, I thought particularly well against Calvert-Lewin. But we know good domes in the air, so there's no harm in in going long and not playing short if if we haven't got to. When a side has decided they're going to play this high press on you, you've got to be clever about it, and you've got to think. And that then seeped in to the crowd, and the crowd then every single time they got a goal kick, it was negativity. There was a lot of a lot of uh, tenseness around the stadium. I found. The crowd turned a little bit, I thought, quite early. That then seeps in, I think, to the players' performance, I've got to be honest. I, mean, I would, it's, it's difficult because I understand the, the, the anxiety because I'm sitting there myself thinking, just, just, just get rid of the ball. Can we go wrong? Can we play off Calvert-Lewin? Can we do something like that? As opposed to putting ourselves into trouble because we did. It we went back to Pickford a couple of times from a goal kick and he's put it across the floor and they've picked the ball up. And really, they should have scored one or two before they got the first goal from our mistakes. So I get I get the anxiety, um, but I think I don't think the players helped the fans. I don't think the fans helped the players. I think it was just a mixture. It was it was the perfect storm. I thought yesterday, where you know it was it was it was bound to be quite a a downbeat a downbeat and a negative atmosphere, and it turned out to be that way because Everton just weren't at, at it against a good side. They weren't helping themselves. They weren't making the right decisions. And that you know we know, don't we, Jim? You know the the, the best the best games and the best atmospheres we, we tend to see ever perform that bit best because they feed off the crowd. But then there's always an the element of well, as as fans, we need the players to sort of give us something back at times as well, which which is we we, we didn't see at all yesterday.
1: Yeah, but I, I get that fear amongst the fans. I get where that's there. I think at the moment, you know, if you think back to kind of. Uh, Think back to the '90s when everything was struggling all the time, and think how long it took to shed that fear. It took it took more years for us to kind of exercise the fear of uh, relegation fights. And I, I get why after last season it's going to hang over you. And as soon as you get that feeling again that things aren't going well, um, and you know this isn't the kind of the Everton team that, that you want to see, and you you're aware of kind of the bottom the bottom teams doing well, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's, I think you know. I think that's part of why Lampard's tried to recruit good characters in the team because he wants people who are hopefully unfazed when the crowd does get jittery and does start kind of, you know, creating a, a, a different mood. I guess the problem is there are still plenty of players in the Everton setup who maybe aren't like that. You you can't have a team of 11 Codys or 11 Tarkowski's. You you're going to have a mix. And I think it's you know it's inevitable that. That will happen again. We'll have more bad performances. I'm guessing this season we probably won't achieve kind of the enough escape velocity to really put ourselves apart from the kind of relegation pack. So it's going to be that's going to happen again, Um and I think unfortunately because we are in transition, we're still going to have performances like that. It's going to it's, that, that jitteriness is going to feed into the players. It's um so I think it I think it's difficult. I was think it doesn't really help. I feel like Lampard's kind of torn between two ways of playing. I think he, he knows how he wants to play, which is, you know, playing from the back, it's, you know, attractive football. It's inviting pressure and try and kind of play around them. Um But at the moment, this Everton team, I don't know if it's fully capable of that. It can do it, and it against Palace. As you say saying yesterday, there were times there where maybe it, it was just wrong. You know, yeah. Le- Leicester had worked out what we were doing. The confidence wasn't there. The crowd was jittery. Is that the time? to fuck around at the back when things aren't going well uh, and as you said you know through our own mistakes and our own kind of inability to do that that way of playing properly we just invited chance after chance and you know Leicester could have been 3-4 up before half time the fact that it was 1-0 was lucky we could be kind of got away with that in the end Um so, like, it's it's a difficult. one. I imagine it's really hard for the manager how you want to play and kind of how this team can play. It, it's you know that's that's kind of what makes management so hard, doesn't it? Um, and I think you know un, until I don't know until he finds the players, you can do it all the time. Or until we lose that fear, I think it's going to be a continual problem. I don't expect a particularly good season this year. I think we're going to have more Leicester's if we're honest.
0: I think that's a good point. Sorry, mate. I think that's a really good point. That really good point about the jitteriness of the fans. You know, we all we all don't want to go through that anxiety again, do we? Of having a real sort of relegation battle on our hands. You know, it was horrendous last season. We all lost sleep over it. You know, some more than others. Um, but you know, and then that and that we can almost see that unfolding a little bit in front of our eyes. Maybe that is seeping from the stands into onto the pitch and then obviously into the players. And and. You know, the only way we avoid that is just by, you know, constantly just being, you know, far enough away from it that the anxiety isn't there. But I, I do I do agree with you there, Jim. I think whether we like it or not, we are going to be in and around those bottom seven, eight places. And I, I really do think that. And I think we have to be honest with that. In some ways, in a, like a perverse way, having that season last season should, should show us that, you know, we haven't got a divine right to finish top 10 because we're Everton Football Club or even European places as we have done in the recent past and stuff like that so yeah it's 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 a really it's a real conundrum for Lampard trying to manage this because look he can see we can all see he can clearly see himself that the team is lacking goals there's a reason we were linked with Modric there's a reason we were linked with Kudis he can see it himself yeah we may go in for those types of players in the in, sorry in the winter and I think we you know we're certainly going to have to get at least one over the line um, and I think he'll know that himself there's no doubt about it but yeah, it's 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 a tr- it's a it's such a tricky one because the last thing we want to do is make Goodison like a place the players don't want to play at. We've been there before, haven't we? You know, we saw what it was like when it was the opposite of that last season when we intimidated teams, and that Palace game is a real, it's a real sort of window into what the way Lampard wants to play. And I think he, he he will have seen that and gone, oh look, we did that to Palace. Leicester and Palace are not too dissimilar. Maybe we can sort of like you know do the same again. And obviously the team just isn't consistent enough, and you know certainly you know playing out from the back has it got the personnel to do that? I thought I thought Gage struggled really much in that first half yesterday, didn't he? He was constantly being fed the ball from the centre halves, and he was you know he was played into trouble a lot of times as well. He was under pressure straight away, and yeah, it, it was it was a real a real tough one, and. um I kind of felt for Gay a little bit yesterday. I really did in, in in some ways because some fans are starting to turn on him a little bit as well. Not all of them, but you can just start. Oh, he's not the player he was. He hasn't got the legs, you know, yada yada. And I just think, again, again, we've got to be so careful of that as well because we can suddenly turn toxic very quickly, can't we? I
2: think. I think you. You know. With, with the juicer guy and again and this playing out from the back and, and what have you. Some of the passing at times into his feet, well, it wasn't his feet. It, it was sort of like at his knee height at times. And, and that's not on him. Do you know what I mean? you got to get the ball into his feet and, and allow him to be able to turn and, and dictate play that way. And, you know, it's it's difficult when you the quality just wasn't there. A lot of the time, the balls that were getting fizzed out just weren't there. And like we said, you know, we, we saw it at its best against Crystal Palace. We saw it at its worst against the high press and Leicester side yesterday, and you know we said that the consistency is not there. the The personnel, you know, we have said it time and again. You can't get everyone in in one window, but the personnel isn't there to, to do it consistently all the time. And that only comes with with the the, the correct recruitments um, over a number of windows, which which obviously we Trentland Park has still got quite a way to go there as well, but. I just think it was just there was we didn't seem to learn our lesson really after, after making numerous mistakes in in that particular department. And when the goal came, it was no surprise. As you know, as late as it was in the first half, the only surprise was it came as late as it did because of the chances that the that they had. But you know, you, you look at you know we, we mentioned the Awobi chance, you know, Tarkhouse had a good a good header, which was a decent save from the goalkeeper. Um, one of them, you know, keepers should be making. But then you, we, we look at the chance in the second half for, for Dominic Calvert Lewin, and that, that's a chance of 1 nil down. That's a chance where, again, you know, Jim Wheel, we all, we, we all the, the work that Dominic Calvert Lewin's done to, to get back, you know, he's been so unlucky. Uh, he picked up another injury again yesterday, which we're we'll discussing uh, in a minute. But in that position, as, as a number nine uh, he's got to
1: stick on the back of the head to, to get back into the game and, again, maybe change things again yeah definitely but I mean you know he's not the player he was but he's kind of banging goals he's he's had he's had a, a torrid year. he's not he's probably not sharp not much fit um you know I think you know the, the last time we kind of scored freely as a as a team when we had kind of a not only didn't score a lot of goals in the season but we chipped in and Cavaloon was banging them in we effectively lost both those sources of goals because is never fit and when he is back he's not the best. Richarlison's gone. And in, to replace them, you've got more pay. He was never a free scorer. You've got Rondon, who's you know, arguably one of our worst players we've ever seen. So it's not kind of not surprising that Everton struggled to score. If you take away your two main sources of goals, most teams will struggle. I think the problem is, you know, one, Richarlison wasn't replaced in any in any meaningful way, really, in the in the summer. And they've put a lot of faith in Carver-Lewin, which has proven to be really flawed because, you know, clearly, you know, maybe he's, he's been going to be like like Ferguson, one of those players who, you know, when he's on it and he's fit and he's match, and he's kind of, you know, doing okay, he can score goals, but you can't have a number nine or a player you place all your hope in who is constantly injured and then getting back to fitness and then getting back to match fitness and then get injured again. You can't build a team around that. I think it's kind of, it was, that was, short-termism by by kind of the Everton setup in the summer. They, they knew that one of those, there was a possibility that not only do you lose, lose the Charleston, you also lose Calvert-Lewin. And then what happens? Well, this, this is what happens. You don't score goals. It's not just that, you know, you need something there to, to finish them. You need the forward to kind of make space and create chances and give wingers something to, to kind of work with. At the moment, our forward line doesn't do that. So we're not only kind of not creating enough when we do create something, there's nothing there to finish it. So it's um, it's not really a surprise. It, it does it does make you wonder sometimes about, about, about football clubs when s- things like this are so screamingly obvious, and they somehow miss it. To go into this season with Neil pay as potentially your, your your focal point is, you know, I know Brighton fans who, who are laughing at us, who are thinking, why you know, why would you give us 15 million for them, and why would you pin your hopes on them because he might get you six, seven goals a season, but he's not going to bang in thirty or twenty. And um, so it's yeah, I think if, if we don't address that in January, then we're in massive trouble because if you go through a season scoring a goal a game, you've got to be unbelievably defensively sound. And we're good, but I don't think we're that good. So it's you know it's if that doesn't happen in January, I think it's going to be a relegation fight for us.
0: I think it's it's I think. There's, 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 there's a point there, definitely. I think it's, we clearly decided with the Richarlison money where to invest in the squad, didn't we? They made a decision. They probably drew up a list and went, right, what are we going to prioritise? Are we going to replace light for light with Richarlison, go big on a striker and try and get a striker in? Or are we going to basically say, look, we need to fix our central defence and we need to fix a midfield. And they've clearly invested all that, most of that money into trying to be solid and resolute. And in some ways, I can kind of see the logic in that you know, they always say, like, build from the back, be hard to beat, then add, add you know, the cherries on top at the end. So, but I, I do think you're right. I mean, look, we were, I think, the, was Mo Page, you reckon, in the top three, four on the list? I don't think he was. Nah. I don't think he ever was. I think they, it came to a stage where they just thought, right, are we going to pay 20 million for Diaz? And that's a big risk. You know I mean? And, and, or are we going to basically try and go for a striker who's sort of semi-proven in the Premier League, but hasn't, like you said, Jim, hasn't really got, more than probably a one-in-three, one-in-four goal record. So, But then he's played in the Premier League, So, and we're going to get him for, what was it, like 14, 15 million. So I I think the hand was forced a little bit with that. Um, And as I said, I'm hoping we have got funds, because we've cleared a lot of the wages now, to maybe go and get somebody in January. But the Calvert-Lewin chance, going back to that original point, Mike, when I watched it there, I don't know whether you guys agree there. And First of all, it's it's a good second run. He's looking to get it to feet initially, then he makes this, the second run, lovely run by the way. Great little ball by Owobi, lovely pass that. And all day, right, all day there. If you're a top center off, and maybe if he's on top of his game, he looks up. He sees straight away, right? Keepers there. Just yeah, he, he had the momentum to go round the keeper. He had the momentum. To go, he could have easily the, the angle it came to him. He's obviously keepers closing down quickly. He's gone panicked, almost semi panicked, and tried to put it put it round, and he saved with his feet. If it, you know, if that's a top center forward, that's Harry Kane, for example. He just had a quick look at the keeper, angles tight, knock it round him, roll it into the empty net all day, all day because what you know, he's committed himself, he's come out and he's spread himself and he spread his legs and he hit his leg, didn't it? I just think like you, know, you look at Salah today, you know, the two chances there, he's bagged them both, you know, he's bagged them both, ruthless, and it completely changes the game. And, you know, 1-1 suddenly there, you're thinking, well, look, we're lucky to be 1-1 now, but now the crowd are up for it, maybe let's kick on and win the game. And as a result, you know, we didn't score, the crowd suddenly pipes down a bit, and then all of a sudden Leicester have got us where they want us.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I'm, I'm watching it live. You even, I even thought, well, Dinky, just Dinky, you know. We,
0: yeah, think, Dinky, he could have easily gone round him as well, definitely.
2: Yeah, possibly, I mean, it was quick, it was quick, the pitch was slick, so... I I'll, I'll give him I'll give him a little bit there, but I just just think just lift the ball because the keepers ex- the keepers covered the ground. You're not gonna put us through his legs. He, he's 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 lying flat out pretty much, he's spread himself really well. But just lift it and you score you score a goal and it's that, that that's the difference, isn't it, between you know, your your striker who's who's in form, who's been fit, you know, and, and what I do, who's firing all cylinders. So Dom of maybe two years ago probably scores that. Whereas yeah. Dom at the moment, you know, we, we, we see Part of his game, I think his movements is, is, is good. I do, I like his movements. I don't think at times we, we make the most of his movements uh, from a, a midfield and, and a, a wire player's perspective because it's good. But in, in a sort of one on one position, you just don't fancy him at the moment. So it's just stick the ball in in the back of the net. So he just, snatched
0: it, didn't he? he oh, mass, yeah, he's, yeah, he's seen the yeah. keeper.
2: It's you know, it, it's a great ball from a movie. The keeper's come out. You know, really, you should be aware where the keeper is, where, where you know, he's coming at me. And make your decision before you the ball's even at your feet. You know exactly what you're doing, and then think it you know, like you say, go round or have you? But it didn't happen. And then, like you say, you know the second goal was always coming. The the second goal was always coming. But again, the core, I mean, he looks like like a lost when he comes on. He, he looks like a totally different player to what we were seeing, even in the early months under the And he says when we were seeing the Corey scoring goals, assisting goals, and I know he's only a bit par player in the squad at this moment in time. I know he's been injured. But he came on, and he just looks like he's lost. And he, and he just he just waved his leg at a ball. Didn't he? I didn't sign away anything with it? They get they get the ball. They break. They score. Listen, they were threatening to do that all game. Score on the break like that, and they do it. And and yet again, though, no, I, I think I think both goals from our perspective are avoidable. i not. We didn't deserve to win the game. We didn't deserve probably to get anything from the game. But if you don't make mistakes you know, we go back to the first goal, like I say, Conoco's got to clear the ball for me, you know, and we've all been big fans of his since he's come in, but it was just a lazy swipe of his foot, left foot, and it's, it's you know, it's come out to, to Tillemans. Oh, no, I wasn't particularly quick in closing him down. And then that one was just, I just thought it was awful. I thought it was absolutely awful, and, there was no we subscribe. had to take the
0: risk though, didn't we, a little bit? Yeah, Um We, yeah, we did, were pushing but... forward <laughs> trying to get a goal and then we got, was, we got was, caught out of I mean, yeah. It
2: was the way that he waved, he waved his foot it, and it was just like, it was just yeah. nonchalance. It was like, I don't particularly, I I'm, I'm don't really care, you know, and it was just, there was there was no commitment and, and that's the concern and I think when, when you, and again, I've got to sort of cause him a bit of slap because of the time he's had out injured and the fact that he's playing 10 or 15 minutes here and there, but, that was just that, that that didn't look particularly good on him, to be honest with you. But um, the the game obviously at that point was 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 gone when we went to Tunstall Town, and and overall a really really disappointing performance on on the night when you know you you expect us to at least sort of turn up in some way shape or form and give them, give them a game, and I don't think we did. I think every single player was probably a five out of ten, and that's probably being generous. And when when you when you're carrying everybody, you know, couldn't win a game of football and. That, I mean, the you obviously will be will be hugely disappointed with that. Um, but the lack of goals, I mean, Lee, you said before the show, we pick up on it now. The lack of goals, as we've discussed already, Everton has scored in one game out of the last five. Now, that's, that's a concern. It's a concern. Now, you know, we look at the chances that we create. We said about the ones we created yesterday, two clear cut and a be and done, and then a decent header from Tarkhouse, who would forced a decent save. Besides that, nothing else. Nothing else really, you know, and that—that's the—that's the issue. Someone to put the ball in the back of the net, one. But why players midfielders not creating a great deal either? Again, I like you said, Jim. You know, you've, you've got to have a a defence that are top top class, not conceding goals. If you're going to you're going to score thirty five, forty goals in the Premier League season, you've got to be on form defensively, week in, week out. And like you say, we, we've improved defensively, and and hats off, you know, to the to to the club for for sort on that side out. But we're not at the level where Everton are gonna keep a clean and see just one goal a week at this moment in time, are we?
1: No, I think you need like a to, to score that so poorly, you'd need like a title winning defence to accommodate mm-hmm. for that. And Everton are never gonna have that realistically. So it's uh, and I just, I think in the, in the course of any game they're going to make mistakes. That's just, it's just not possible to put in a flawless performance. There will always be moments where people switch off, and you're going to concede, going to concede chances. That's just the nature of football. No, no defense gives you a perfect ninety minutes. Every team usually gets a chance, and then you run the risk of of conceding. And, I, and that's that's you know it's it's great that they've addressed the defense, and it's definitely a lot better. And the and the midfield is generally better. I thought one nice thing about seeing De, Decore play is that. You realise how much better the midfield is now because he his, his touch looks appalling, mm. and he looks like you know it, it, it makes you realise how bad things were last season. We've I mean, clearly upgraded on a uh, to Corey. but um, yeah, you, you you can't go into a season I think uh, with such a, a blunt attack. And it's, as you said, it's not just about somebody putting the ball in the net; it's also about the creativity around the forward. It's just not there at the moment. I don't know why that is, to be honest. Because those players are capable of creating chances or putting crosses in. We bought McNeil because he can he can put in a good cross. That's not happening at all. So it's um, yeah, it's, I, I don't think we have enough in defence to get through a season um, scoring kind of as as lowly as this. It's just not it's not enough. It's I think it's enough to maybe keep us up at the moment. The, the, the defence. I don't you know if, if you compare. This season to last season right now, and we were just about to enter into kind of the Benitez death spiral when the when the, the team was really open and unfit and just unbelievably shit. I think we've got a solid foundation that should mean that doesn't happen again. However, we have not got the kind of the firepower to really kind of um, to push us away from the bottom eight at the moment. I think it's just gonna be, you know, unless we somehow Conjure up two fantastic attacking options in January. Uh, it's going to be putting a lot of pressure on on the defence. Mm-hmm. Kind of to, to put it bluntly, it's it, you're really hoping that again, you're hoping that Cody and Tarkowski don't get injured. Because if that happens, then suddenly it's a very different defence. You if you, could, you, could, you, could, you could, like Holgate in there or Mina or Godfrey when he's back. They're not as good. So mm-hmm. it's. Um, yeah, at the moment, I think our kind of the way we are set up now, everything hinges on our kind of centre half pairing, keeping in good form, and not getting injured. Which is a you know we, you you can't run a season like that. It's 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 too much of a gamble. Mm-hmm.
2: And so especially obviously now that the World Cup breaks around the corner, it's how players react to having this mid season break as well. You know we've got a big six weeks before we're, we're back again. Obviously, Everton planned out off to Australia. Uh, for a couple of games which is fine uh, Frank Lampard said the players that have a little bit of time off before they, they come back in and they'll play some behind closed doors friendlies as well but it's how players do react to, to this this unique season you know it's almost like it's two seasons in one if you like um and you know can, can we it, it, it may save us well if if we go in you know for, if we if we end next weekend on a on a low point it may save us well um, we just don't know how, how they're going to react. But like you say, I think the lack of goals, I think we were always going to be looking for a wide player in January to, to bring in in some way, shape or form. Now, whether we looked at, as you said, Kudus, we discussed that on the show last week. Um, you know, we plays a little bit more sensible, can play wide, a real live wire. But the pressure is on the migrate, Anthony Bowden, White McNeil, to create goals as well. And also, not only create goals, to score goals as well. The fact that Anthony Gordon's leaving goal scorer with three at this stage of the season is really poor. And that shows you where we are. 13 goals in all competitions in 15 games, which is just nowhere near where we where we need to be. Um, so it's certainly it's certainly a concern. Um you would expect the club to sign and address it in the in the window. Um, but they've got to, like you said, Jim, the, the players that, that are there are capable of not only scoring goals but assisting goals, creating goals as well. And I think at the moment there's a lot of pressure on Alex Awobi because of his, his start of the season. To, it's like give the ball – people were saying it to, to me yesterday, give the ball to Wobi, just give it to give it to Iwobi. Well, that's great. I and mean, we know he's a he's a talented kid and he's really kicked on this season. But we can't just put all the pressure on one player to do something with with the ball. And we we've got to we've got to be braver in an attacking sense. And players have got to take a, you know responsibility to actually do something with the ball and not be so one-dimensional in in their approach where they they get so far and then they turn around and they go back and it's like, well, you've you've got to trust yourself. Um, But certainly a concern going going into the final week of of this this part of the season. Um, But obviously, we are doing that. We picked up a few injuries yesterday as well before obviously going into this busy week. So we are going to discuss that and the, the Bournemouth doubleheader after today's first break.
1: Learn more at marines.com.
2: Welcome back to the second part of today's Unholy Trinity podcast. And it's uh, a busy week for Everton in terms of travelling down to the, the south coast. Whether they're staying, staying over for a few nights remains to be seen. But obviously Bournemouth on Tuesday in the Carabao Cup. And then Bournemouth at the weekend as well to finish off the, uh, this part of the Premier League season before the World Cup. So really strange set of circumstances there. Um not great for the away fans, that's for sure, traveling travelling that far twice in a week. But Everton do it, sell out, do it in numbers all the time. Um but like I said, the you know, yesterday, as as negative as it was on, on the pitch in terms of the results, it was also wasn't great in terms of injuries that had been picked up. Uh, for for three three key players, um in in obviously Tisa Garnegay, Amadou ranagan and Dominic Calvert Lewin and I suppose, luckily, in a way, we've only got these two games to get through before this six week break because you would hope then, probably Dom, especially the fact that he's picked up a little bit of a, a hamstring injury, it looks like, um, you'll get that that recovery time over the next sort of four or five weeks to, to get over that. But it's a concern, isn't it, when you lose you know, three key players and you're looking to, to try and pick up not only a win in the Cup if you can, but also a win uh, in the Premier League before the season breaks.
0: Yeah, I think we've got a hope that those are just just niggles, aren't they? And and nothing more serious than that. Uh, I know Frank alluded to the fact that Onana tweaked his ankle in training, he said, didn't he? And then at half time he said, Give me another ten minutes and clearly, you know, that was that was plaguing him. Anything with Dom right now, you just wrap him up in cotton wool. Um because, you know, he he you know, he said he felt something in his hamstring. You know, that you know, We've said this about Dom on the other pod the other week. You know, a lot of this now will be mental in his head. You know, it'll be psychological. He'll feel any little strain now, whereas before he just shrugged it off and carried on. Now he'll just feel like, well, if I, run again, if I sprint again, I'm going to pull it. You know what I mean? So I think they would have taken, uh, you know, loads of precaution there with him. Um, I can't, he, we, he definitely won't be starting in the cup. We know that. There'll be changes. Uh, there's an outside chance we might need him in the league game because we need to try and try and get, you know, finish on a high before we go, uh, before we have, you know, like you said, almost a secondary season uh, and have six weeks off. But I also want to caveat that a little bit as well. And, you know, Leicester, we played, sometimes football's about playing teams at the right times as well. And Leicester were in a real horrendous run of form, not not long before this little run they've had. You know, they conceded quite a few goals. You know, I was looking before, they conceded um, six against Spurs away from home they conceded um you know two against bournemouth to actually were playing they conceded five against brighton you know i mean so they were on a real bad spell then on the little run they've had recently where obviously they gave city a cracking game didn't they as well you know, they were unlucky not to get anything out of that game and then also as we know they they beat they beat wolves and they beat leeds um so they were on a little 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 purple patch of form and so you know it's important to stress that sometimes you can play teams just as they're hitting a bit of a you know a bit of a, a bit of a run so we were a little bit unfortunate in that respect and that's not to make too many excuses but it's also saying it as it is um so these next two games now are absolutely vital and and frank knows that himself you know we we want to try and go into these two games and get something but look bournemouth bournemouth are no mugs bournemouth you know they've been, they've been you know they've been half decent at times this season um, you know the scoring goals the scoring goals as well you know Solanke's hitting a bit of form you know Billings playing up there with him you know, and I'm not saying these are absolute world beaters they're not but they will give us a game they'll give us a game in both these matches you know and and, and we have to go in there and, and, and I think be strong mentally more than anything else you know we just said before we have signed now characters and like that and, and that will make a difference I'd like to think now the likes of Cody's and Tarkovsky's now are getting these lads together in the dresser with Coleman as well and saying, look, lads, these are two massive games now. These are two massive games. We need to try and sign off with something out of these two games. Now, if we do go out of the League Cup, which, by the way, you know, could be a distinct possibility, as I said, away from home. Um, you know, as we said, we're not really scoring goals. We're not. We're not flying in that respect. You know, that that could have a massive effect on the squad. So we need these strong characters to stand up, stand up, and re- and, and exert exert their personalities onto the team. I, I've totally,
2: yes, I mean I totally agree, and and I, I do envisage though on Tuesday nights I do envisage quite a few changes from what we saw as our starting eleven, with obviously the weekend in mind as well, with the fact that we've got injuries to, to three key players. So I don't expect any of, of Garner Onana, or or Dominic Calvert Lewin to feature certainly on Tuesday. Um, but what what are your thoughts on that, Jim? Are, are, are you are you more concerned with Tuesday or are you more concerned with, with, with winning the game on
1: on Saturday against Bournemouth? What, what would you rather? I'd rather be in the league. I know with I know kind of Evertonians are, are yearning for a, a, a cup, and we should we you know we should be capable of of having a cup run. But I think realistically, is this squad going to win the league cup this season? I think probably not. You know, I'd, I'd much rather kind of keep our power dry for the league game because if you win that league game. Then we go into the break mid table with a little bit of distance between us and kind of the bottom pack. And that then kind of sets the tone for what happens in December and January. Was if we, you know, if we won on in Tuesday, then lost the weekend, then we go into the break, probably bottom five, and suddenly the first game back, you got that extra pressure on you. So um it'd be great if we won both. And I think you know, Bournemouth are and again, there are no mugs, but they're very open. You know, they, you know, even for the team, you you can't score like Everton. I think we'll have chances. and we're capable of winning both games because somebody could offer me now a choice. You know, one or the other. I'd say, you know, sort the league up because we're not going to win it realistically, yeah. and then give us a win at the weekend and let us let us at least go into the the World Cup break. With a bit of breathing space and a sense that, well, you know, we've got so many points and we're kind of maybe halfway or more than halfway to survival, and it's you know, it's just mentally, what you don't want is kind of the first game back after the World Cup, and we think, and we we've got the relegation pack breathing down our neck. We we need going back to that kind of jittery thing we mentioned before. We need the sense that you know we're getting away from that. So it's. um yeah, I'd much rather win the league. It's far more important for us at the moment.
2: I, I had the same conversation with, with Peter, actually, on the way, uh, or before the game, and said, you know, obviously Bournemouth, uh, uh, next week, he said, I said, what would you rather? And he, he said the same. He said, you've got to get three points in the league. I'd rather take the three points and, and go into the World Cup break on a bit of a high and in a better position in the league than, than being the next round of the cup. If you've got to choose one or, or the other. Um, and it, showed, it shows us where we are, because we, obviously, we're, Absolutely striving and we're dying to win a trophy, Of course we are, but we, we've got to just stabilise as a club. And stabilise means that we we make sure that we we take over and we stay in the Premier League, um, and and I look to kick on over the next sort of two, three, four years from there. And um, I, I do envisage a lot of changes when it comes to when it comes to Tuesday. Anyway, I think we we will see the likes of Begovic coming. Um, Michael Keane's going to get a star for me. Um, if if Ben Godfrey's got got sort of an hour in his legs, maybe he might get a get a go. I'd expect Patterson to play the full game. The um, only one we probably are probably going to see be Michalenko because there's no one else who can play left back. Um, but you know that you know players who've been on the fringes, James Garner will get a start on 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 uh, on Tuesday. Tom Davis is floating around. I'm sure once some game time, there's a lot of players there who will who will start that game. So the sides that play. On Tuesday and Saturday it will be totally different, um, but it's it's a it's a really strange situation. Obviously, playing the same the same side twice twice in a week, uh, but we've we've really got it for me. I'm, I'm in the same camp, and we really got to put all our eggs in the Premier League basket and hope that come the weekend, maybe Onana slight sprain on the ankle, like is what was reported. You know, they've all got scans on Monday. So we'll see more then, but I fully expect them to probably be fit for the for the game at the weekend. Um, but lately, what what are your thoughts? So same question to you, really. Are you more concerned with picking up three points at the weekend, or would you rather just get get through to the next round of the Carabao Cup?
0: Well, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty obvious, and I think you know as much as it's always been a. Uh, the League Cup has always been sort of maybe the easiest cup to win in some in some respects over, over sort of 10 years, but then if you look at the teams that have won it in the last five, I think City have won it about four times, haven't they? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, so that, you know, even their reserves pretty much get to the final, the semi, so um, yeah, I mean it, it leaves small pickings for everybody else, so it's not the cup it once was you know, Mourinho famously said, just get, get the League Cup in, you know what I mean, get get a trophy in the cabinet type thing, that's the one we can go at because a lot of teams play weak side, so that's no longer the case these days. And, you know, we, we have, we've we had a couple of little runs in it over the years recently and then obviously just fell towards towards the end. So, league league all day, you know, we have to get some I was looking at Bournemouth's form, actually, and they've been in, involved in two absolute, um, well, crazy games, are not they, the last two games they've played. I mean, you know, they, they were 3-1 up against Leeds and lost 4-3. So they were 2-0 up at home to to, to Tottenham and lost 3-2. So yeah, like Jim was saying, you know, they 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 are wide open. Um, you know, we'd like to think we 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 you know we we maybe create a few more chances than we have done of late. Um, so so maybe that, that is definitely a positive. They've lost four on the spin as well. I was, I was unaware of that before checking it. So they have lost four on the spin. They lost a tight game to to Bournemouth one nil at home, and they lost to West Ham as well. So yeah, so in, in that respect, they're not coming into the game with a great deal of form. So then maybe this is a good time to play them, and, and maybe the League Cup they'll be making changes as well, no doubt. So you'd like to think with some of our players that you've just mentioned there. I think Patterson definitely will play. Garner, James Garner will play. I want to see a bit more of him. The little snippets we've seen him, I do quite like him. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, get him on set pieces as well because we need to be more of a threat from set pieces. Do my head in at the minute that you know, with, with as good a player as we've got in the air, we attack the ball as well. I mean we should be scoring more from set pieces as well. We've talked about our strikers and, and you know the lack of guile and things like that as well. And and th- th- those guys scoring. But you know, we should be putting we should be getting way more goals or carrying way more threats from set pieces. It does my head in some some of the deliveries we're putting in there. Um so yeah, from that respect as well. Uh, it'd be interesting to what he does at centre back against Bournemouth. Really you know, whether he actually still ca- carries on with the with the Cody and Tarkovsky or whether he maybe he does go with maybe like you just said there, maybe a Godfrey um, or a Holgate or a Mina, if he, if he's if he's half fit or fit enough to play, maybe sixty minutes. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, I, I, I,
2: think, he I think he, I think will definitely come in. As, uh, yeah. Holgate's, Holgate's probably the second I'm over, over Godfrey to be fair currently, but yeah, I think if you play Kiefer more, who who's a, who's a bit a big lad, it's great he for Michael. King, hand because hand Michael Keane is our biggest centre half him and Yeggie Mina. So. I think he will definitely come in. I think I think you've got to take Tarkowski and Cody out of it because you need those two hundred percent for the weekend. So you've got to take yeah. them out in a game which, let's be honest, in the grand scheme of things this season doesn't particularly matter. Let's, we've we've got to be gotta be honest there. But I think I think we're gonna see a lot of changes. You know, there will be one or two who started the game um on uh, on Saturday who will start, but I think we're going to see a lot of changes there and, and the squad will be will be used which which is right to do so you know i'd even i'd even be looking at, at looking at tom cannon and saying to tom cannon get yourself you know put him in the squad give him 20 minutes off the bench now this is not me by the way saying put you know let's put a load of pressure on the young kid who's doing doing well in the 21s and, and you know he's going to be our savior and our goal scorer but it's always good to look at the younger players you know stanley mills has done particularly well you it got uh, Whittaker, who signed a new deal as well, who, who, who's done well. You've got a lot, a lot of kids who who were playing really, really, really well, but they are playing PSG on Wednesday. at see same going to start at Bolton Hall Park, the 21s. So I'm sure they're going to want quite a strong a strong side to face to face a strong PSG team as well. But I've been looking if I could to get a couple of those in, into the squad, but it's um, it will be changes galore for me looking ahead to, to, to Saturday. But Bournemouth are really funny because I think Gary O'Neill came in and he started like a house on fire. They, they were they were winning games where they game after game pulled themselves up to sort of mid-table, and then like you say, the last four games: Southampton, West Ham, uh, Tottenham, and then Leeds. They, they've they've lost those games and they've shipped quite a quite a few goals as well across the board. So it suggests that okay, they, they, they're going to be a bit of a threat in the in the final third, but. They they're going to be open to, to conceding a couple of goals as well. And like you say, Lee, we at set pieces, we defend them pretty well. So in terms of attacking them, we should be all right as well. Um, and we just don't seem to cause any kind of problems. There was one corner from from I think it was from Ghana yesterday as well, which got to the back post in the end. Tarkowski headed it back across. Little bit of a scramble and got cleared. But we don't seem to cause any issues, do we? And that's that's a frustration. It really is.
0: We with the people with the players we've got. You've got Cody who's great in the air. You've got Tarkovsky who attacks the ball. You've got obviously you know, we we all know how good Calvert Lewin is. You know, one thing Calvert Lewin's brought to us as well is you know he, he, in terms of defending set pieces, he's great at winning balls as well, getting the first header on it. You know Onana is what six foot six, wherever he is. And I said this on the pod the other week. Then if someone needs to put in about five hundred crosses and let him head the ball because he always seems to head it up in the air. You know mm-hmm. he had a, he had a free header yesterday from a corner and he, and he ballooned it over the bar as well. So. You know he should be carrying way more of a threat for the height he is. So there's four players there that you know argue should be real threats in the air. Um, and you know, for me, look, well, we spread the t- the goals around the team, but we should be getting, we should be carrying more of a threat from set pieces. There's no doubt about it. That's not the full answer. We know that, but we should still be carrying more of a threat. I mean, Cody, you know, he's already grabbed one goal. He's had one disallowed. He's clearly a player who sniffs out a goal as a centre half. You know, I'd want to be, I'd want him to be getting four, or five a season at least. You know, someone like Cody there, um, whether direct from set pieces or you know, getting getting second balls or wherever when it's put put back in. So, yeah, it, it, look, it'll be a really interesting game. Maybe the outcome of Tuesday may have, will have an impact on, on on obviously the morale going into into the weekend. You know, if Bournemouth can, they'll be thinking if we can snatch a win here, we'll go in with a bit of confidence into the weekend. So, it's 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 a real big game for both clubs. Really, um, you know, we have slipped down the table now, so getting three points would be absolutely massive, won't it? Because it will just, you know, give us that little bit of extra distance. But the irony is, you know, if we'd have won yesterday, like I said, we'd have jumped up to ninth. It's that tight down there. You know, ninth before today's games, that is, by the way. So, you know, that you know, that suddenly changes the psyche of the fans, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Suddenly, like, oh, right, we're in the top 10. You know, we may have dropped to 11th or something today. But the point is, you know, we're well away from the bottom. You look at Leeds. Leeds were rock bottom. Jesse March was on the verge of being sacked. He was having a bit of a breakdown. You know what I mean, and then all of a sudden they, they they snatch two wins out of nowhere, and then suddenly they they've jumped up above us. Yeah, you know I mean, so it, it's that tight down there at the minute that you only need a couple of wins, and then all of a sudden the pressure's off a little bit. So I think they'll be they'll be doing everything they can to try and you know make sure we get get a result, and it will be interesting to see how he sets us up, particularly in the league, because again, like you mentioned before, Jim, it's that. Sort of conundrum, do we You know, do we go a bit more gung ho, or do we try and be more solid? He's, he's got that decision to make. Um, you know, he, he tried to be a bit more sort of expansive by pushing Onana further forward at the weekend, and we know that didn't work. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what 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 him and the team come up with.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think your guys, I think that the, the, the match on Tuesday could have a bearing on, the, on on the weekend's outcome, certainly from a confidence perspective, but. I also wouldn't put too much weight on the game on Tuesday in terms of, you know, the uh, the game the game of the weekend. But there's only a point separating the sides. You know, Bournemouth are currently sitting 17th, they're at the 16th. Their goal difference is minus 17, which is obviously is, is not great. But it shows you, you know, that there's, there's three sides on 14 points, us, Leicester and West Ham. Leicester, obviously, on West Ham won, won this weekend. Above that, you know, you've got Villa on 15, Leeds on 15, Brentford on 16. So it's, it's that group up to 11th. It's really, really tight before a little bit of a jump to Palace on 19. So we've got to look to get three points at the weekend. We really have. We, we, we've got to look to get some kind of positivity going before we have that that break. And I think we're all going to be in need of that break. I'm, I was, I was certainly against the the World Cup co- causing the breaks in, in the season, but I think as time's gone on, I think I'm all, uh, I'm all for it. Um, I think we're going to need it, and I think it's going to be a good sort of reset for for the squad. Uh, you know, we can, we can all enjoy our Christmas then, can't we? There's nothing hanging kind over of us. <laughs> Until until boxing until Boxing Day when we're back and go to Sun Park, but um, let's have your predictions anyway. Obviously, difficult to say. League, league Cup, of course, to predict who's going to start um, compared to the league game. But Jim, give us your league cup prediction
1: and then give us your, your Premier League prediction as well. I'm going to sound really uh, pessimistic, yeah, because I think I think the the, Le- the league cup game, no chance. I think we're going to beat two two nil. And we and on the weekend, I think we'll lose again. I just think it's just I feel like that's where the club is at the moment. I think we'll lose one nil or two one something like that. I think I you know I just don't see. I just don't see this, version of Everton, giving us a nice Christmas. I think we'll have we'll still have anxiety and then the dread of the of the games to come. So I think uh, yeah, two defeats probably.
0: Lee, you any more positive? You can't be coming on this podcast with that, with that, with that, Jim. <laughs> well, we're we're already a pessimistic fan base as it is. You can't be added to it.
2: Um,
0: yeah, it, it's it's like I said. You know, depends what teams we put out. I think both teams will definitely rest players. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I just fancy us nicking it in the cup. I think maybe maybe in a penalty shootout. Would you would you a penalty shootout? Aren't we? Would you would you one? Um, so maybe in a penalty shootout, maybe it'll be a really tight game, like a nil-nil or a one-one. And then in the league, I just think I just, we've just got to throw everything at it. We've really got to throw everything at it. It could end up being as, as much as we've talked about. We're a team that lacks goals. You know, Bournemouth are clearly, you know, as you just said there, with their massive goal difference. Was it minus seventeen? You said minus, minus seventeen. 17? Yeah. You know, this stage of the season, so they clearly leak goals. So you know, if we don't score against them, then I am worried. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, 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 don't know. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to be, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say two one Everton.
2: Two one Everton. I, I, I think, I think we'll, we'll lose in the cup on penalties. To be honest with you, uh, I think it'll be a, a half decent game. I think to be, there'd be probably, probably two all. I go for and then, and then lose on penalties. And then I think. I think a draw at the weekend, I think we'll get something from the game. Two sides in desperate need. Well not, not, not desperate need, but in need of points, you know, and and I think I think again at the weekend I can see another another score draw. we will go back to that game years ago, three-all, when we thought we won it and stop it time and and they scored again. And they said uh, said to, to Pete Yesterday that was when the fella come on the pitch, the not fan, when Barclay scored in his uh, slip on Lonsdale's and he went flying, if you remember. Remember Greg right? Have a little look for that photo um that was that was the doing their rounds but we we've had a few games haven't we with against them where, where there's been goals home and away was it was it the six three at goodison that time or mm-hmm. where, where Barky he celebrated before he scored the goal and you know had some crazy games so i think yeah scores are all in both um but i'm, I'm going to say again to all at the at the weekend uh and we, we'll pick up points up uh, but we certainly need a win a win is obviously the ideal something from the game is obviously. We is a must really to be honest with you but we're all hoping for that for that three points on uh, on Saturday but that's us for today's show Jim really appreciate you you coming on on a, on a Sunday evening no worries happy to and that is us for this week we'll be back next weekend to, to look back on that Bournemouth double header uh, before we go into this uh, this enforced winter break so we'll catch you then The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.